right, guys, welcome to episode three of the Desk Mount Therapy Podcast. Today, I'm really excited. A very special guest today, Kevin Crenshaw. He has over 30,000 followers on Instagram. He's got a great new podcast he's going to tell you about. And we're going to just chat and discuss how to find your passion, just find ways to help you guys find your passion. So here's Kevin. He'll do a little introduction of himself here. What's up, guys? Um, no, I'm really excited to be here. And especially this is a subject that I love talking about. It's finding your passion. and um, because I've been through that whole, I don't know what I want to do. I'm I'm good at this thing, but am I passionate about it? Thing. So I'm really excited to be talking about this today. Yeah, I recently found you from my friend Corey Kales. He's also a fitness guy on Instagram. And then I saw recently you're really big into fitness. And I'm really curious how that's impacted other areas of your life, whether it be business, relationships. Yeah, so just a really quick, brief summary of my story. Um, I used to be the really shy nerd kid that got picked on in school, super heavily medicated, all this stuff. And, um, fitness was my escape and fitness taught me a lot about life, you know, discipline, hard work and respect. And, um, I, I was doing physique shows and became a group fitness instructor and a personal trainer and an online fitness, um, coach and all this stuff was happening and I was really good at it. But before that, right, before I hit this huge transformation with fitness, I was an artist. I love painting and drawing. And, um, I was actually had a full ride to the art Institute and to make design video games um, right out of high school. And I turned it down to pursue fitness because at a really early age, for whatever reason, I had this understanding that you need to fill your heart and you you'll find a way to fill your wallet. But if you try, if you try to fill your wallet, you leave your heart up for jeopardy. That's was, so cool. It's, yeah. not, it's kind of, it's kind of sounds like it's translated to all these other areas of your life. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do something that I hate just because of the money. That's no way to live. I want to do something that really fulfills me. So I dove head first into fitness and that went really well for a, a really long time and it really grew. Um, and I grew myself. I got started with personal development and just in, you know, investing in myself. And then I realized recently that it was like, you know, I'm really good at this, but I don't see myself doing it in 10 years. And that was the first time I ever had that thought. And I was like, that's interesting. I'm, I'm literally giving everything that I have into it. But I'm not, I know that it's not forever. And I didn't know what that next thing was, but I knew I was here for something more than just fitness. And it wasn't until this year, um, actually the beginning of the year, that I had for the first time in my fitness career really hit a place of financial freedom. And so I didn't have to work when I, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't this constant like, oh, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work. It was like, oh, like I actually have money. I'm I'm actually like able to stay afloat and work whenever I want to. And going back into fitness with that attitude, I realized how much I put up with that I really just didn't like. And um was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this then because this doesn't fulfill my heart. So found uh, about, it took me about three months to figure out what was next for me. And that leads us to today where I'm the heart guy and I'm actually a, a relationship and dating coach. So um that came about in my story in a different way, but, and you know, I'll, I'll tell that in a bit, but it's interesting that transition phase that I had this year of literally three months of, I don't know what I'm doing. And it was eating at me, especially as a man, like to have not have a vision like that and to go, I don't know what I'm doing. It really rocks your core. And, um, I was in a really weird spot for a really long time. And so today I'm just going to be talking about how I got out of that. That's super, super cool. I really like what you said about self-doubt because really self-doubt can impact so many areas of your life like sometimes i'm at the gym with my buddies 
and, and we're just afraid we're not going to hit a set or we're just not going to hit our goals. And we're just, and one time this guy had this talk with me, just like get rid of that self doubt and you push through it. And oftentimes you, it, it just so much easier when you, to, to see clear, to think clear, once you get rid of that self doubt and really believe in yourself. It's, it's true. I mean, my first group fitness class I ever taught, I was in front of 50 people <laughs> and I was still that shy kid, right? Um, it, it's just jumping in the cold water and learning how to swim and having the confidence within yourself and being disconnected from what other people think about you. I mean, it, you know, this is, it's kind of vague advice because you're like, yeah, I know that's what I need to do. So how do you do it to disconnect from other, what other people think about you? You, you got to have energetic lightness to the situation. So there's a lot of heaviness attached when there is that fear because you're like, if I don't perform well, if I don't do this right, they're going to reject me and I'm going to die. This is a subconscious belief that happens because when you're born, you literally, you needed your parents to love you or you would die. Right. And that there's unconditional love there because of the endorphins released and all this other stuff that happens chemically in the body. And then, there, and, and then all the chemicals wear off and it, the love wasn't conditional anymore or unconditional anymore. And so you had to be over dramatic, and then your parents finally came to you, or you had to make them laugh, and then they came to you, or whatever it is, you had to do something to get attention. And that's where humans started to learn that it, and, and this is, um, you learned that you have to almost be something else than you're not, that just being yourself isn't enough. You have to do something, you have to prove yourself, you have to make people laugh, you have to, whatever it is, um, to get love. And so that's why a lot of us have masks and we got, we're just work on taking those off. So to release the energetic lightness of the situation, recognize that that's just the primal part of your brain operating. And if you mess it up, you're not going to die. Literally just go, oh, what's the worst that can happen? Oh, well, I'm not going to die. And I choose to believe that love is abundant. So whether it's a, and money is abundant. So whether it's a, a, a you know, you're, you're approaching somebody to that you want to talk to that's hot at the bar or you're, closing a deal on the phone, there's still that same fear of rejection there. There's going to be other opportunities for both of those things. And it's not like, that's the one that has to happen. And I think that's where the energetic heaviness comes into play. So um, perfect example of this. I taught my first group fitness class actually yesterday, for the first time in nine months. And I used to teach, I've taught over 5,000 classes and um, I, I was getting butterflies in my stomach and I was like, I've done this a million times. Why am I freaking out about it? So I released the energetic lightness and literally in the warm up, my batteries died <laughs> in my mic. And I was like, you know, if I would have, if I would have been in my head about that, if I would have had some heaviness to the situation, that would have like broke me. I would have like had a, had a crisis, you know, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I, I kept rolling with the class and I made a joke about it and we moved on and it was an awesome class. So it was because I had that, that level of, energetic lightness and realizing that, you know, just me being me is enough and I don't have to prove, I don't have to go out and do more. It's actually quite interesting that story you were saying, cause I was teaching a class last night and I usually have music in the background of my evening yoga classes, but it wasn't working for some reason. So I was like, in my head, I was like, oh shit, are they going to not think it's going to be a good class? I was like, oh my God, what do I have to change the routine? Then I was like, I was like, you're the teacher. Just relax. You got this and end up being a great class. I think it comes down to them not having expectations and you not having like expectations. Really just get rid of the self-doubt. Would you say that your passion doesn't necessarily need to be something that you have to do for a living or something that you is your main hobby? Because I know for me, fitness is my passion. 
but also helping people. So there's different ways I can bring together to come more like that encompass my passion. But when you talk to some people and like, I'll go out with a lot of like my friends and we'll hang out and I'll ask them like what their passion is. And some people just like, they're like, have no words. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so I think this really, I mean, comes down to knowing that if you don't know your passion, I think passion and purpose are interconnected. Um, you know, I have a friend that runs a business and it's all about finding your passion. And, um, so if you don't know what your passion is, it's like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my, uh, it, it has this like mixed, those, those feelings are mixed and intertwined. So you have number one, realize that where you're at right now may not be your end destination in terms of a career and that's okay. And what you can do, because I, what I did is still give a hundred percent. You don't have to stress yourself out and figure it out today. Right now, if I was the heart guy, you know, two years ago, a year ago, it wouldn't have worked out like at all. I wasn't the type of person that I needed to become. I didn't have the experiences that I needed to have in order to do what I'm doing now. It happened in perfect timing. So, but I can control who I am as a person and I can work hard and give a hundred percent into what I'm, what's right in front of me. You have to you grow don't, and you the don't stress yourself out about it. Cause if I, if I was stressing out about it when I was doing fitness, that would have completely derailed me from my mission in fitness and how, from helping people there. It, 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 I was like, huh, this isn't going to be forever, but you know what? I'm going to give it a hundred percent and it's going to lead to something. And especially if you look at all the people that are like actors or, you know, artists, they, they, it's not like, it's not like, okay, this one movie is going to be it for me. They're like, yeah, this isn't what I'm going to be known for, but I'm going to give it a hundred percent. And that leads to another opportunity. It's who you are as a person that you need to focus on, not what you're doing out of your being. It comes your doing and comes your actions. So if you can be disciplined, if you can be focused, if you can be a hundred percent, you How's that going to show up in your actions instead of trying to change the actions through doing st different stuff and ignoring the roots, focus on becoming the best you that that's what that means. Becoming the best you is focusing on the qualities of yourself that you want to bring forth more of some people's passion is not going to be how they're making money. And that's okay. Um, there's pe there's guys and girls now that are really good at making money through like, whether it's, um, crypto or just a, a thing that's not like, oh my God, I'm so passionate about this, but it's like a money-making machine and they're money-making machines. They always seem to make money and it's easy for them. They, their passion doesn't have to be related to how you make money. Their passion could be what they do with that money or what that money does for them or what that money allows them to do for other people. Right? So that is part of it too. It's recognizing what impact am I leaving on this world? And life supports what supports more of life. So if you're contributing, if you're loving, if you're giving, you're going to be blessed and poured into because you've proven to God or the universe, whatever you believe in, that you are not a taker. You're a giver. And it wants to spread that because of your heart. So that's also faith in knowing that if I'm going, if I give, I will receive. And it's not a transactional thing. It's just that's how life works. That's the law of karma. So what do you say for, for example, like of someone who like who just wants they don't consider that aspect, you know what I mean? Like they just want to go, go, go. And they just want to like, like, how would you take the steps to grow to become that person who could achieve this goals? You know what I mean? Like, how do you know when you're ready? 
Well, you're never ready. <laughs> First off, a, oh, yeah. Um, I but I do feel that I had a better sense of the direction and the timing is right right now for me to do this. I didn't a year ago. I didn't know that this was even going to be a thought. Like I didn't even know that I was going to do relationship coaching. I didn't even like think about it. If you were to like, yeah, you're a relationship coach. I'd be like, what, really? <laughs> what? You know, it, it, it just took some time to believe and to grasp and to come into fruition. Um, you know, the, it's, per, it's trusting in the perfect timing. So everybody listening again, whatever you're doing right now, just focus on being and acting as if the cards that you were dealt right now is the hand that you wanted. And if you played the if you played the game that way, like how would life be different? Instead of complaining on oh I'm not passionate about what I do and woe is me and I'm not going to give a hundred percent into it because it's not my end result. Well, you're proving to the laws of nature that you're not gonna you're not worth giving being given that bigger calling. And it also comes down to not having that victim mentality. If you're not happy with where you are, you have to take action. But also find the positivity in in what you're doing itself will make it more enjoyable. Right, totally. And so this is where gratitude comes into play. You know, doing doing things like you can't be fearful and grateful at the same time. So, literally every single morning, I I do a, a small meditation and I focus on what I'm grateful for today, right now, here. And then I also look into the future and visualize all the things that I want to accomplish, and I see it as done. And I pull myself to that and it's not, it's not a push. I don't have to push and force myself and grind and work. And I mean, I think that's so um, shiny in today's culture, but it's very damaging at the same time. Um, and there is a place for it for some people, but it's been glamorized and glorified um, when you also need to know what you're grinding towards and what you're working so hard towards. Um, the biggest problem I see with people that work like that is, you know, especially as a relationship coach, I'm like, dude, what are you missing out on? Cause you're busy all the time. Are you really that fucking busy that you're going to miss out on 10 years of your life because you want to build something like you're, you're, you're a human being, not a human doing. So your way of being is what you need to focus on. And in that is trusting that the universe is going to bless you with opportunities. And again, that will align to your purpose. So your purpose is, is and your, your passion is what you're good at, what you would do if you would do it for like for free. If there was no money in the world, would you, what would you be doing? That's and an awesome question. Th that's what you need to be doing. <laughs> that's how I found out about the heart guy. I, was, I literally quit everything and I had enough money saved up, so I wasn't working. And I was traveling the world and it was awesome. And then I was like, what do I talk about every day? Like, what am I already doing right now every day? And I journaled about it for a week. And every single day I was talking about getting out of your head and getting into your heart or opening up and human connection or relationships advice or dating advice. So I was like, fuck it. I'm the heart guy. And I just rolled with it. And now I have my own podcast. It's five minutes every day, the heartbeat, where we talk about living life from the heart. And I don't know what like I I started that I didn't know that I was going to have a podcast. I didn't know that I was going to be a, a specifically dating and relationship coach. I just just like I'm I talk about the heart a lot, so let's just see where this takes me. Um and you know, there I'm only 3 months in, so there's still tons more to be explored in this in this realm, but I'm I just am going to head in this direction. 
Do you see fitness coming back into it anywhere? Because obviously, like, you learn a lot of discipline and hard work ethic from fitness. Do you think that's helped a lot with what you're doing? And do you see it kind of tying into your, your current podcast in the future? It definitely has helped me tremendously. And I think I'll constantly refer to it. I'm not going to stop working out, right? Like I said in the beginning, like I'm teaching group fitness classes again because I love it so much. But I'm not going to rely on it for a source of income. And I'm not, I'm not going to be a fitness coach. That's not who I am. I'm a relationship, a dating coach, you know, and I could, I can't be everything to everybody because then I'm nothing to nobody. Yeah. You're not here to so, please everyone. Exactly. So I need, it, it's that rhino mentality of head down, focus, do one thing. I had a client ask me about, about it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I can give you one of my programs, but I'm not going to hold you accountable. That's not what I want to spend my time on. Because if I feed energy into that, more and more people are going to see me as that. And it's going to be this whole confusing thing. Like, example, Grant Cardone. You go to Grant Cardone because you want to make more money. If you guys don't know who he is, look him up. He's uh, he's in sales. So that's the one thing that he does, period. You don't go to him for for fitness advice. If the dude worked out all the time, you still would probably ask him questions here and there, but you would know that you're there for making money. The same is going to be true with me. I'm a dating and relationship coach. You're going to come to me for that. And sure, I mean, I can throw you tips here and there, but I'm not going to coach you on it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, that's really cool. It's still something you're, you're passionate about, but your energy and time is so valuable. You want to put into the streams where you, you just, you feel natural, you feel in the moment, just what makes you happy, right? Doesn't say that right. fitness doesn't make you happy anymore. Just it's helped you come to a certain point and you're just doing other things that you still enjoy doing. And that's awesome. It's kind of like how I got into it because when I was in first year university, I didn't really know what the hell I wanted to do. And I was known mm -hmm. as like the dude who like does a lot of yoga. So my friends were like, yo, let's do yoga. But none of us could really afford to join a studio. We're like 18 years old. So we started a club in my school, the University of Toronto, the yoga club. So I just started teaching for like four years for free just because I loved it. And I wasn't, I wasn't even certified. I was just like, I learned how to do yoga from doing P90X in high school. And I was just like teaching classes. We had 30, 40 students at a time. And I was still mm. like, I was like going with a script and everything at the point, but it was fun. It kind of felt like we're hanging out, just chilling, you know, building community. And then eventually after four years, I got, there was an audition at the gym at the school to become a yoga teacher. So I quickly got certified over three, four months the summer before those auditions. And I killed it. And I, they made me, and now the senior instructor here at U of T teaching yoga, but it's just like, I would do it for free. I love it so much. It just comes awesome. down to like letting these opportunities happen. And not trying to, like, I think, force anything is a, another important point. Totally is. So were you always, you mentioned you kind of had this kind of thinking from the heart mentality for, I guess, like a long time since you were a kid, you mentioned? Yes. So what is your um, meditation practice like? Do you find it, you get the results better when you do it in the morning versus the evening? Do you have, like, a set time or is it just, like, a time where you kind of ground yourself and get ready for the day? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what I got going on in the day, right? I mean, I, I try to do it every morning, and it's like five minutes. Uh, but sometimes if I have more time and it's more of a chill day, then I'll go for longer, right? And if I need it in the middle of the day, I'll literally have a free breath meditation that I do. And um, if you know, it, it basically gets me out of my head and drops me into my heart because you can make decisions from that place. You can be more of yourself from that place. Sometimes I don't even have time for that, and I just change my physicality on how I'm moving my body or my posture, how I'm sitting or whatever it is. And that literally fires off different chemicals in your brain. You're going to start to think differently and actually remove your brain from the equation, ironically, and get into your heart. Um, and 
a lot of people, you know, when I mention heart, I do want to back up and say a lot of people confuse it with emotions and your heart is not emotions. Your heart is this centered higher self within you as yoga, yoga talk, people talk about it as higher, your higher self. Um, I refer to it as the heart and your emotions are fleeting. They can change in an instant. Your thoughts are fleeting. They can change in an instant. Um, but your heart is very calm and centered. That is that place that just knows. That's your gut feeling, in other words. Yeah, it's kind of like that Zen feeling after a class. You just feel so grounded and relaxed, and you right. got the endorphins. Because you're not in you your head. Kinda, yeah, it's actually interesting because when I I did a bit of yoga and gymnastics, and I find like whenever I try to practice my skills, like the crow or the handstand, I'd be really shit when I was trying to impress someone. But after teaching a class, when I'm out of my head, I could hold it for like one, two minutes. The handstand, it just like, it just you're in the kind of like the subconscious zone where like the thoughts just don't like really affect you you're just kind of like being you know what i mean right and then from there i just like you i find the best thing to do is to try to like understand the state of relaxation and being from the heart and then trying to know what you're capable of being in that zone that way when you're feeling stressed throughout the day you just know that you have the power to come back to your to your heart and to relax and kind of ground yourself and not and that kind of comes back to not letting like the negativity really impact you and not letting and carrying any of those stresses with you just coming back and being grounded. Right, totally. Because you could um, be like working on something new and say you think you've discovered new passion, but the worst thing you want to do is to get stressed out about that. You want to kind of just, as you said, go with the flow, see how things go, and just take it day by day. Just like feel it out. Really important. Yep. I was re listening to another podcast recently, actually last night while I was doing cardio, and he was talking about how Doing meditation can actually increase your productivity like by like five times like in your working memory. Like there was a lot mm -hmm. of like studies that came out recently. And it's actually quite interesting because people th see it as this thing that it's like, oh, it's like it's like magic. But really, it's just it's just doing something different you haven't done before and just making a habit out of that. The thing that's also important for achieving your goals is just once it becomes that habit, you can be more productive, whether it's with your podcast or anything in life. I know you had that other podcast the other day where you were you were procrastinating. You're like, oh, I wasn't sure I was going to get this one done, but here I am from from the ballpark, and see, so you still got it done. Oh, that's right. what you're passionate <laughs> about, it. and you don't you don't want to let you know what I mean. Like you're so passionate about it, you're gonna go, you're gonna get it done. All right, so I'm gonna give our listeners three tips they can do today to discover their passion and become more grounded. So, what were the three biggest tips you would have for someone who wants to like reevaluate where they are and where they want to be? I would say that the first thing is. To that's decision making, right? So, um, again, I was talking talking about my three breath meditation. I have that recorded um, in a guided meditation to where you can get out of your head, get in your heart, and from that spot, you'll know what to do, and you'll be able to listen calmly to your gut. And you don't need to do this long, extensive meditation in order to find it, because you already know subconsciously. It's just your thoughts or your fears are getting in the way of oh what if or is that really it or all this other stuff so if you guys want that you can text heart guy that's one word to the number seven nine seven nine seven nine again that's heart guy one word seven nine seven nine seven nine it'll send you a link to the dropbox of the audio it's a one minute long but that will give you clarity on things because you're going to be able to remove your thoughts from the situation and whatever comes up at the end of that minute right when the right when it's over I ask you a specific question and whatever your 
gut reaction is is where you need to go and that's what you need to do no matter how scary it is no matter like what the circumstances are that's the decision that is in aligned with your heart and your life purpose life mission so that's what i would say number one number two focus on being not your doing because your doing is going to happen out of a result of being a certain way if you're committed if you're passionate you're going to do a heck of a lot more and be effective in your doing and number two, I would say, or three, I'm sorry, I would say is um, to really take a step back and what matters most for you in life, like pr literally write it out and prioritize it and go all the hats that I wear in my life or, you know, if I, you're a dad, you're a mom, you're a son, you're a daughter, you're a boyfriend, girlfriend, you're a business owner, you're all this stuff. Your spiritual, like all, all write it all out, brain dump it, and then order it in terms of where, if I were to look black and white in the mirror right now, where are my priorities? Where am I spending the most time? What am I neglecting? And that's going to be hard for a lot of people because it, we aren't used to looking at things black and white like that, uh, and taking an honest look in the mirror, but write it out, put numbers next to it, and then write it out in terms of what should it really be? What should be my number one? What do I really care about more than anything else? What should be my number two? And prioritize in that sense and then work on – and then from that list of where it should be, you can look at where you're at, where you need to go and ask yourself the question, who do I get to become in order to make these more aligned? What ways of being can I be more of that will pull me towards that more aligned state of priorities? And in all of doing all of that, you will, life will open up for you, your passion and your purpose, if you don't know it already. These are really great tips. They also kind of promote you trying new things. So you have to just be open to new experiences, whether you enjoy them or you don't enjoy them. Just surrounding yourself in new environments is really going to push you to discover more and learn more about yourself. Those are awesome tips, guys. You should really check out. I'm going to text after, the, after this call, text that number. To listen to that to that recording during my meditation later. Maybe I'll use it during my class tonight. You never know. It'll be pretty cool. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, guys, make sure you follow uh, the Heart Guy on Instagram. I also have it um, on my story and in my bio. We'll do a little quick shout out for him so you can check out his stuff. I know I'm going to be listening to the, some more daily podcasts every day. Thanks for joining us, man. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, this is awesome.